Hi everybody, welcome to this class. A little bit on the month of Tammuz, a little bit on Parshas Korach, a little bit on Parshas Chukas this week, which is this week. This class is being learned as a special schos for Shalima for Aaron Meir ben Estagorna, Mushka Rus Bas Daba and Malka Dasa Bas Mushka Rus. Also for Esther Bela Bas of Kienta, Chaim ben Malka, they should have a Rafua Shalima Bakaro. This class is also being learned as a special schos for Ilu Nishmas for Chandavor Bas Asher Enzel, Figama Bas Sabdikusil ben Moshe, and also, this week, we lost three very, very special people. My grandfather, Yitzchak Menachem ben Rebmeir Halevi, my friend's mother, Miriam Bas Azriel, and my friend's brother-in-law, Ari Yechil ben Baruch Yosef, their neshama shehaven aliyah. Okay, so this month, the month of Tamas, we all know, fall down in the summer, the heat of the summer. Tamas actually, I, think, I believe it means sun, heat, and it really, it, you know, we all know that Yochaved hid Moshe for three months, right? Moshe was born three months early so that, you know, they shouldn't be looking for him. And so that, you know, Yochaved can hide him. And really, in essence, I heard this from Misami Agubi, she was hiding Moshe, who represents the Jewish people, from three months, from three specific months. She was hiding him. She was shielding the Jewish people from Tamas, Av, and Teves, those three months. Because in these three months, it's there's a lot of din. We all know, you know, there's um, Shavasa Batamas, there's Teshipa'av and Asar Batavis. They're not very, you know, happy months. They're a little bit, you know, serious, a lot of bit, a lot serious. So just something interesting to know that those are the three months that Yochavad was really shielding the Jewish people, I guess, to kind of give us an extra shmira that we so desperately need. So, yeah, very interestingly, I wanted to just let you all know that. So what else happened in this month um, of Tamas? The ninth of Tamas was Chit Me Mariva. We all know what happened. But Miriam was Niftara, so her Be'er dried up and everyone was thirsty. So Hashem told Moshe to speak to the rock and instead Moshe hit the rock. That was a Chit Me Mariva. Now rock, talking of rock, Evan, right? Rock was an Evan. Rock is Evan is of and ben. It's the same word. It's, I mean, it's, you know, both words come from the word Evan. And what is, what does it mean? It's connecting relationships. That's really what it means. That's really what it, what, you know, an of and a ben, a son and a father, father and a son. And, you know, we all have this concept when we go visit a caver, we put a rock on the caver. So I always thought it was just so that, you know, people should know that someone was there. But I heard this week from Asami Agubi. She said that, no, it's to represent it's not to represent, it's, it's to show to the, you know, the of, right? The Ben is coming to put the rock on, on his of or his, you know, or his grandfather's cave or grand, wherever it is. He's, what we're saying in essence is that I'm going to continue your legacy. You're not here anymore in this world, but I'm going to continue your legacy. And that's really what, why we put rocks on Kvarim. Also something very interesting to know. So during the month of Thomas, relationships are very intense, um, you know, we and and that's really what we should be working on. And you know, it's not coincidence that during the month of Thomas is when many people go upstate and many people are living in you know close 
proximity with other friends and families and it's very hard it's not hard it's it's not an easy thing to be so close and to see everything that we see and you know there's so many challenges that come with this and it's just something to keep in mind this month like you know what could i do this month to work on and i think i would say that from everything relationships really is to just try to be nice try to be sensitive you know try to just look out for the other person a little bit more than you you know a lot of times people feel like i'm doing as much as i could but you know Sometimes you can do a little bit more and be a little bit more sensitive. I talk to my um, students a lot about this concept of, I call it the shoulder pivot, where, you know, you could be talking to three people, it could be talking to two people, but you're kind of just like facing one and there's just one person on the side who just doesn't feel so much included in the conversation. You just pivot your shoulder just a little bit to just bring her in. That's all it takes and it makes worlds of a difference. And, you know, I tell this to my students with girls, but it also works for, you know, us adults at the pool, schmoozing on Shabbos, wherever it is, you know, the days are longer, you work for some is a little less, you know, if anyone's in the education field, you know, people are off, and it just, it, we have the time to take the time to be more sensitive and be more careful when it comes to friends, and, you know, and just, you know, be a little bit, try to be a little bit more, uh, a little, you know, just you know, a little bit more understanding during this month of Thomas, this month of relationships. And also something interesting about Thomas is Thomas was actually in Avodah back, like, I don't know how many trillion years ago in the day when the Yidin served Avodah They It was uh, an Avodah that um, the women actually would serve. And what was it? It was basically this, like, hollow, like, thing. And they would put behind it, a candle and they would light it and the wax would drip and it would drip out of the eyes of this Avodazara. And basically what would happen was that the women would say, oh, look, the Thomas is crying. Oh, it wants us to pray to it. And what they would do is they would pray to it. And really, what was it representing? Crying, bad news, Saras, right? Saras. And there's this like idea where people enjoy to hear uh, when other people other people's saras. Now, you know, I, I understand, like, you know, yeah, when a person's going through something and they think like, oh, one second, this person has it worse, it makes them feel better. But really, mm, it's not, you know, we should we should not be focusing and talking and schmoozing about the tsaras of other people, also something to work on this month specifically. We should be careful to just kind of, you know, talk about good things, talk about happy things, talk about, you know, sunshine and not bring this like conversation to the tsaras of Klai Yisrael to stay away. That's kind of a little bit of like what they would do with that avodazara. So just another thing to just keep in mind. And now something you know, which kind of bridges over to last week's Parsha, Parsha's Korach. You know, Korach was a tremendous, he was a tremendous person. It says that, um, I heard this, I think, from Samia Gubi as well, that Hashem had great plans for him. He had such potential. You know, we have like the Kohanim and then Aaron was the Queen Gadol and then we have like these, like, the Queen, the Kohanim and then there's the Queen Gadol. So I don't know who says this, where, but um, I think Ms. Yagubi, she told me that the, Hashem had plans for Korach to become the Levi Gadol. He was from Leviim, and he was going to be the Levi Gadol. He really had such potential, but he just really misused it. And mis- you see, the problem with what 
he wanted to understand why. But why is Moshe the leader? Why was Moshe? I could also, oh, he brought the tzitzis, you know, the famous story, the tzitzis to Moshe. He says, Hashem wants tzitzis. The whole beged should be tzitzis. And then we won't need the strings. But why? But why? He wanted to know why. And it's not good. It's not good for us to know why, which also we're going to talk about in a minute, you know, in Parshas Chukas with the Paraduma of just doing things without knowing why and being okay with it and at peace with it. But Korach was really, he had this potential for greatness and he really, it got completely squashed. He got very caught up. And we all know the story of Om Ben Peles. Om Ben Peles was supposed to be part of Korach and his crew and Korach came to pick him up. And what did his wife do? She uncovered her hair. She uncovered her hair, and then when Korach saw her, she, he's like, no, I don't want someone part of my team whose wife is a shiksa, doesn't cover her hair, right? Funny, right? Because they were going to, like, rebel against Hashem, right? Moshe, and, like, you know, uh, he didn't want someone whose wife uncovered her hair. But the, what was his wife doing? You would think, like, you know, she had many ways to put herself to be, like, not appropriate looking that the men shouldn't come. What was with her hair specifically? And I heard this from Rabbi Wallerstein, he said that the reason why she she chose her hair was because she was trying to give him a sign that, look, just like every hair grows out of its own follicle, every person is its own person, and you can't try to be someone else. You need to be your own person. Don't try to be Moshe. Don't take over Moshe. Moshe's Moshe. You be you and be the awesome you that you can be. And that was what she was trying to say. Because when you have two hairs growing out of one follicle, there's an infection. It's uncomfortable. It's hurt. It's painful. Right? It hurts. So that was, she was trying to like give him a, that's why she used her hair specifically, but he did not get it. And he went without them, without Omen Palace and Pella, and, and we know that what happened to them. And, um, but really that was like, she was trying to say like, be, look within yourself, see what you can be and be happy with what you have and the awesome capabilities and qualities that Hashem gave you and become great through that. And I feel that my, that's something that my grandfather really, really emulated. He was so happy with everything that he had genuinely. I remember I was sitting once at the table and he told me that he's so thankful to Hashem. Hashem gave him everything he needed. That, and, and Hashem gives him everything that he needs. He did not feel an ounce of like, oh, I wish I could have more money or I wish I could have more of that. He was so genuinely happy and so thankful and grateful, like overflowing with gratitude for everything that he had. And, you know, he went through the war and it wasn't easy. And he worked very hard, you know, till he retired. He was very, you know, careful. And he would always tell me, you know, if you're supposed to be, if you know, you're know supposed to be at work at 8.30, you're there at 8 o'clock. He was that, he was that dream, you know, employee. You know, he, I think he even had people working for him. But he was that, like, that kind of mentality, which is very yashras and very honest. And just to be very happy with what we have. And specifically now, you know, we're at a time when we're in the summer and we're all living amongst each other. It's hard, you know, you see this child is like that and my child doesn't have this. And, or, you know, it's just very, we're, we're just in it a lot during this month of Thomas in the summer. So it's just good to remember that like, just like every year grows in its own, we're all our own and we should just look within what we have and just be so grateful and so thankful and so happy with what we have and work with what we have and become awesome. Because Hashem gives us the qualities, like the ingredients. We need to put it together and work on ourselves and stretch ourselves and to create something gorgeous from what Hashem gives us, from the tools. And, you know, and, and Hashem gives everyone awesome things, everyone. Um, so we just have to look within and we should really try to just keep our eyes in our own lane 
and not look at what other people have because it's really, you know, it's the satan, it gets into our head. It says, oh, well, if only, if only your daughter had a personality that was like that, then maybe she would be, you know, more popular in the bunk. And only if your son was better at basketball, like it's very hard. No, no, no. Your son is awesome at whatever he's awesome at. I'm sure something. And, you know, and if basketball's not his thing, it may, and basketball's not for everyone. And, you know, you know, don't give him a tennis racket. See what happens. You don't know. He may become like the next, whoever that tennis guy was. I forgot his name. But like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm just saying like, we have to look within our, what we have in our, in our, like, I would say bag of stuff and make something great out of it and be very happy and in a, in a with what we have and proud of what we have. Now, moving on to Parshas, Chukas, it's the Paraduma. It's the Parsha of Paraduma. Now, what's Paraduma? Very quickly, the Kohen Gadol would take the Paraduma, or just the Kohen, not necessarily the Kohen Gadol. A Kohen, he would take the, the, the ashes from the Paraduma and with water, and he would sprinkle it upon the person who was Tame. So what you have here, a, a pure Kohen, takes ashes, sprinkles it on a, someone who's Tame, and now the person who's Tame becomes pure, and the Kohen becomes Tame. This is classic example of it's not fear. It's not fear. This doesn't make sense. Why is someone who pu- who's pure is sprinkling ashes and becomes impure and now the person who's not pure becomes pure? And that's the message that Hashem is sending. This week's Parsha, that in life things are not, don't always seem fair. And it's that very strong message of tzaddik viralo rasha vitovlo. Sometimes in this world, things seem just not fair. Doesn't make sense. How could it be? My very good friend, Lester Badmo, who was a tzaddik, lived in Eretz Yisrael. He lived in um, in an um, elite in, I forgot the name, like in a very from, like, that learning in Kolel, he, Kanai Nahara has 10 children learning the real deal, the real deal. And it's like, what? And like, how, how could this be? How he's such a tzaddik, such, again, it's this week's Pasha. And again, it's tzaddik Viralo Rasha Vitovlo. Tzaddik Viralo Rasha Vitovlo. Hashem is telling us that like, we need to just take and accept and know that we don't, and like in this world, there are no answers. In the next world, there are no questions. And we need to just keep doing the right thing. And we need to keep, you know, just davening for Mashiach and davening for the Geula and davening for Hashem Shkinah to finally have a home. And as, you know, also my friend's mother, who lost her mother, she was telling me this week how unbelievable her mother was with Amuna. Her mother lost her husband many, many, many years ago when she was a young mother raising her children, you know, all by herself, and she was so strong in Amuna, and she was so just, you know, this is what Hashem wants, and we're going to keep going, and we're going to keep living, and you're going to, you know, be amazing, and she just was so, her Amuna was so strong, and again, like, wow, how, Hashem, how could this be such an amazing tzaddik, uh, amazing, like, balas bitachon, how, tzaddik, rala, rasha, vitovlo, so speaks pasha, we have to just take what Hashem does, and we just have to, you know, it's hard, it's not easy, but we have to understand that there is this concept, this very, very real, 
strong concept of Tzadik Rabbi Rashi Vitovlo. And again, in this world, there are no answers. I hear this, I heard this from Jackie Bitone, and I say it all the time. In the next world, there are no questions. We just have to, we have to, it has to give us this motivation to like, okay, I want to become better. I realize that, you know, no one has forever. Everyone, ha- we have to do whatever we can every day to collect as many diamonds as we can to fill up our big accounts in Shemayim where it really counts and just do the right thing and make a Kiddush Hashem and try to just be the best that we can be. Obviously, not to go crazy and to now like, you know, take things on that we can't, you know, do to not to take thing, too many things on. That's what I'm trying to say and to become, you know, over to overdo it, but to just be aware, to know that, Really, this world is just a hallway, and we should just be focusing on the mitzvot and focusing on the chesed and the tzedakah and just trying to be the best versions of ourselves. We should take this time to just remember to be happy with everything that we have and to remember, you know, try to not be so involved in the service of Klai Yisrael to talk about what people are suffering. We should stay away from that. We should talk about good things, happy things, and we should, you know, also, remember, you know, with relationships, you know, during this time specifically to be more sensitive, to be more caring, to be more understanding. And with Hashem's help, Mashiach is going to come. Bakarov, Bakarov, Bakarov. I hope I daven. And everyone who needs Nechama this week should have tremendous Nechama, and Hashem should be with them in the entire Klai Yisrael. Shabbos, everybody. See you all. Bakarov next week. Shabbos.